Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Books Are the New Rich podcast. As you know, we're entering into um, episode two of season two. And today I am joined by the amazing Janice Lovato, who is a triple time uh, book published author. And she is joined by Miss Emily Jones, who is an amazing illustrator who I have just recently um, had an opportunity to get to know and to see some of her beautiful creations come to life. So without further ado, I will let the two of these amazing women give you a little bit more detail about themselves. So, you want to go ahead? Hi, I'm I'm Emily. I'm I'm the illustrator, and I'm uh, a, currently a college student learning to be an animator. I've been uh, doing art for um, since my childhood. Awesome! That's pretty cool. And you, Janet? Emily's been on this mission with me for quite some time. I've hired her to make posters for my book signing. Oh wow! And um, <laughs> so she's been. She's been with this for, for quite a while. She's seen this uh, quite a bit. She made the posters for uh, the Journey for Felix sign-on, book signing, and also the Race to Believe in. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I remember those projects. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pretty awesome yeah. work. They, they were very successful. I was very happy with it. <laughs> and so, yeah, this is going to be my fourth book. Right. Fourth. That's right. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's a different kind of bug. Usually I go with uh, Jermaine or Felix or what, I decided to go with a butterfly this time. Yeah. I was um, given the idea because one of the students at my job was working with us and everybody was asking her, well, what are you going to do? You know, you're going to college. What are you going to do? Right. And she'd always like try to avoid the question or she'd be like, well, um, you know, I'm doing <laughs> this, but I don't like this. And I'm doing this, but I really don't like this. And so I thought, you know what? You got to find what you're meant to do, right? Right, exactly. And so, and, and so I, this really inspired me. And I just came up with this butterfly that came out of a cocoon and had no idea what to do. So she followed each subject around saying, can I help you do what you're doing? <laughs> and so she finally found what she could actually do. And the amazing thing is, is when I gave Emily the story, uh, it gave each uh, character just by the story, just by what it was said, their personalities, and she hit them spot on. Wow. Just spot on on that. I was really impressed. So a natural gift <laughs> just for yeah. illustrating and working <laughs> with animation sure. is pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So I would really like to follow up on a question and just ask Emily if you could go in a little bit more detail and share with the listeners exactly how you got your start, because there's so many people who kind of second guess and doubt if their craft is good as it should be to work with anyone, whether it's an author or a publishing house or a graphic design studio. So if you could just share a little bit about how you got your start and how did you know that this is really something worth uh, continuing to pursue? Right. So I, uh, I've been doing art since, since elementary school and I've been like, I enjoyed it. And like, I didn't know that I wanted to do it until like middle school because uh, I had this really cool teacher Mr. Baker, and he would like encourage me to do um, my art, and uh, I would uh, practice and draw. And um, during high school, I started designing characters, and that got me even more motivated. Mm -hmm. And then, then that's when I, high school is also when I 
learned about animation and that's um, animations like start like inspired me the most mm -hmm. so that's why I want to go into it that's pretty cool when when was the first time that you shared your work or someone saw your work and was like wow I did not know that you were as great as you are with this uh, I, I don't know I Mm -hmm. I've just always been doing art and all the people around me like, oh, cool, you should probably do that. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool, especially to have it come to you so naturally like that. You know, it's, I don't have that talent, but I always admire, you know, people who, ha who can do that. You can create a concept out of a straight line. You might see images out of, you know, just normal everyday shapes that most of us just see. So I always think that that's really amazing and pretty cool. So. And Janice, let's take the listeners back down memory lane. Um, kind of the same question, if you can just share. I know you have um, taken inspiration from a lot of everyday life in terms of your story, but what was the final kick for you to say, you know what, I think this is something readers would enjoy? Well, I've always written stories. I've written, I came up with stories in my head when I was a kid. Oh, wow. And uh, one day, one night, actually, I was uh, sitting at my kitchen table and I was all by myself because my son was with his dad. And I was like, what am I going to do? How, you know, what am I going to do without him and stuff like that? And I was sitting there and I was just started doodling on the paper. And then I started writing some, and I just started writing. I just went off and I just, I just kept writing and writing and writing. And it was like, I realized, I think I realized that um, I actually was able to do it when I was given the opportunity to publish. I never thought that was a possibility ever. And so the time when I got that opportunity, that's priceless right there. Yeah. And um, just to know that I'm good enough to actually be able to publish a book, yeah. you know? And I was excited about that and um, why someone would want to get out there and hear my stories, why these stories would even pop in my head. Right, right. <laughs> you know? But I have, I have something to share and I want to share it with people. Yeah. And if it's just making up stories, it's, it's just what I love to do. And it's the smallest things that bring them up. Yeah. And especially right now with little readers, you know, I, I feel like personally, because I have a small kid that a lot of the like animated children um, TV shows, sometimes even on, Disney Channel feel a little bit adultish compared to, you know, my child who isn't even 10 yet. So I find that, you know, books like yours, they're easy for kids to understand. They encourage children to get out and seek adventure and have fun. And so I think that in the publishing landscape that those types of books are still very much needed those adventure books that that encourage kids to take action or to you know stand up for someone I still think that they're very much needed because when you look around you always say kids on a tablet or you know <laughs> on a phone now so <laughs> anything to get them back into using imagination I'm always here for it so do you want to share with the listeners what your previous stories have been about um, as well as the titles well, I started with a bug, and um, the first one was Jermaine the Beetle, and it was about a beetle, and um, who, him and his family lost their home, because they lived in a dumpster, and he had to go and find a home for everybody. Most of the stories are about friendships and teamwork, and how they get together and actually figure out how to do it together. Mm -hmm. 
And um, so Jermaine went on this mission to go and find a home and ran into a bunch of things that could def definitely be um, scary or intimidating or even um, almost to the death. But then he <laughs> runs into another beetle that's looking for his family and his name's Felix. And so they go on the mission trying to find their home and they go through many things, even a school schoolyard with kids running all over the place that could smash them easily. And um, he finally gets he finally gets to the end where he's where he's had at his last like win like I'm not doing this anymore and they find his father and they find Felix's family <laughs> and so it's a happy ending all all in all <laughs> and so the second book is a journey for Felix and so Jermaine's sort of out of the picture not told he's mentioned in there but he's not really <laughs> in it <laughs> and. Um, so now Felix, he's with his family all happy because Jermaine goes off with his father mm -hmm. and um, Felix goes to sleep. And that night, his family disappears oh. and he wakes up to no one. And he's saying, what? Where's my family? <laughs> and so he goes on this big old mission journey trying to find his family, of course, running into all kinds of things like rainstorms and mud and and scary things like kids <laughs> things like that and um finding like a big hairy dog with big slobbery yeah. <laughs> coming out of it and everything and it was just more um it was it was just more of a different i took a turn because i wanted to make it a little bit more intense and so I added a girl beetle to it and i added like a monster beetle to it the monster beetle was like the villain the one that was grabbing everybody and taking everybody and right. that's how, uh, uh, Felix's family disappeared. And then, so that, I, then um, the third book I wrote was A Race to Believe In. And that is one of them that Emily did the poster for and she did an awesome job on that. Um, my, my nephew did the illustrations on that one. And we started with a, a race that, um, that all the, buddies were like in and of course Connor was a frog and he should be fast right yes. and he was never winning he was never winning <laughs> and he was like why can't I win this isn't fair mm -hmm. and so he would take off running and always lose oh. and so and he would he would get a pretty good head start too because he was fast but I don't know why he would always lose right mm -hmm. and so he goes on this thing saying what what's up with this mm -hmm. and he runs into different animals and different things finding out why why he couldn't win the race he finally finds out it's because he needs to believe in himself mm -hmm. and so he runs back over there and he says okay I'm gonna do this now and he wins and he realizes that he believes in himself mm -hmm. and like I said I think a lot of the books that I've written is about teamwork yeah. and teamwork is really important to me I I learned a lot of teamwork where I, where I work now mm -hmm. I've learned how to be a team player and then teamwork, even with illustrator and uh, author together, yeah. it's like, we've made a pretty good team this whole time too. <laughs> and so um, a lot of it can be, I love adventure. I love mystery. I can hardly wait to start mystery. <laughs> but um, just uh, things like that. And then um, helping, um, helping others like get out there too. Like my son, the one that illustrated the first two, mm -hmm. and then my nephew illustrated the next one. Emily, she illustrated this one, and it's it's just it's amazing how they just embrace it. Yeah. How they're like, yes, I want to do that, and I, I wouldn't have thought that that a kid would be like 
yeah, you know, it would be more right. like, really? <laughs> you want me to do that? And so <laughs> it's really inspiring and encouraging for me when they say, yeah, do that. And my daughter, she's funny. It's like, we'll see anything and show you should write a story about that. <laughs> uh-huh. She knows it's in it. you now. Like you can make a story yeah. out of anything. <laughs> I'll think about it. And then I'll think about it. I'll ponder on it for a while. And then some will trigger it. And then I'll be like, Hey, yeah. And I'll write the story. Mm-hmm. And so it's just kind of like what inspires you and what makes you, what makes you actually work, you know, yeah. what makes it go. And I'm probably the same with Emily. I'm sure that when she's writing things and like, tell us like when you decide to draw, do you, are you inspired by things to draw things or how does that work for you? I, uh, I'm mostly inspired by making characters. Uh, that's the main thing I like doing. So usually it's more animal characters, but I like putting themes on them. So like I would have like a uh, a kangaroo for example, and the theme would be space. So it would be like a space kangaroo, yeah. or the theme would be a uh, um, a western. So it would be like a cowboy kangaroo. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty cool. And you know, I find that now when you really think about it, people gravitate to stories that have animals in it. You know, whether they're insects or they're animals, people gravitate to them more. It seems in storytelling, um, especially you know, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but even with some of my preteens, they still love those stories that have like animal leads. So I, I think that's really cool. It's especially how you can merge the two. Cause I would have never thought of a kangaroo in space or a cowboy, anything like that. But I think that is amazing that you're able to blend the two. Is this going to be like your first big step into um, having your illustrations and published work? Uh Yes and no. Like I've I've had um my uh, uh work published in like school school books and yeah. so there's uh, one called the Parito Plateau and that's like UNMLA and oh. last semester I took a class in Taos so I could so I'm allowed I was allowed to publish in the How the that's the Taos branch of UNM okay. and um. Actually, in high school, um, I uh, won a congressional art competition. Oh, wow. And so they had my uh, work up in the uh, Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. in the Capitol building. For that, that's huge. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but uh, I was working on uh, the illustrations for a book, like in between mm-hmm. the um, publishing for the UNM. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. So what does, we know that you're going to pursue animation um, in college. What does the future look like for you? What career trajectory do you think you want to do um, with your degree? I, I mainly either want to do um, like animating for TV shows or movies. Uh, I, I would prefer 2D animation. It's, that's my favorite, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind 3D. Okay. So it depends on how far along you get in my studies and what job opportunities there are in the future. Right, right. Because I imagine that there are some young girls or even young boys who have similar aspirations, right? They don't know how to get started. They don't even know how or who to speak to on a college campus to accomplish some of the things that you've accomplished. Can you share a little bit of how, you know, some of your publications came to be for someone who may be listening that 
just kind of want an opportunity and break like you had. So for the ones related to uh, the UNM campus, mm -hmm. so uh, usually they will have like an advertise and okay. they'll let um, uh, writers, um, artists, uh, like you can like either submit sculptures or paintings or digital artwork or poems and writing and they'll like um you'll submit like three to five uh, artworks or writing you, you you have the option to do one or both and they'll like go through what you submitted and pick the best ones it's pretty neat pretty neat so i hope you guys are taking notes everyone listening because i feel like there are a lot of kids who are entering either in a high school or into college who just don't know where to start or who to reach out to or what is what comes after illustrating just doodling on your notebook you know like emily said she's sharing some tips on how she got started to get her work published but also some things that she's pursuing or interested in doing once she finishes college so there are some options for you as an illustrator beyond you know what you may be thinking that is possible right now so and Janice, I just want to hop back over to you really quick and ask you the, a similar question because I know you have had um, unsurmountable success with having your stories carried um, with retailers. And that is huge because a lot of authors have not found that success yet. So if you wouldn't mind sharing just exactly how did you make that possible? Um, and what were the emotions going through your mind and um, through your head at the time that you might have been feeling that? A lot of people would say the one who would talk you out of it <laughs> from pursuing getting your book in, in store. So can you share that with us? Yes. Um, when I first started, I was thinking a big picture. I was thinking, okay, if I publish a book, it's going to go big. Everybody's going to know it, stuff like that. Right. The first one that got published, it was kind of slow at first. Like I, I'd have to like encourage people to look at it and even like, see it I'd get on Facebook I'd, I'd spread the word and stuff like that and a lot of my friends would say yeah they were interested and stuff like that but I didn't really see a lot happening you know I didn't really see a lot like if, even in the book signings I'd have like maybe 10 or 15 people come mm -hmm. which I should be grateful for yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, and I am I really am and uh, we had a really good time but I, I'm saying I expected it to be bigger okay. and so I got discouraged easy and I was like, what? This, this doesn't, you know, this isn't working for me. Right. <laughs> but the thing is, is I didn't give up. I, for one, I, I had a publisher that believed in me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I, um, I had my children believed in me too. My children would tell me, no, mom, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. And the other day it was funny. My nephew called me up and he goes, did you really publish a, a journey for Felix? And I was like, yeah, so my teacher made us read that. Wow. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? That's awesome. Right. right. It was so neat to see that it went that far. Yeah. You know, I, I thought it was just like in my small town, just a few people, 10 or 15, and my mom's friends, my sisters, my brothers, like that. But no, it, it went further. Even teachers are pulling it up and saying, hey, you know, yeah. this, is, this is a good book. And so I'm like, wow, this is really neat. <laughs> and so and without giving up, with, without giving up, I think that that was the best thing, not getting discouraged and just wanting to quit 
and yeah. not doing it and saying, no, I'm going to keep doing this. I have this for a reason. Mm-hmm. And so when I sign my books, I tell people, shoot for the stars, believe right. in yourself, believe in your dreams. You wouldn't have them if you, if they weren't meant to be exactly. right. Yeah. And so that's what I say, because from experience, I had to believe. And that's where probably my erase to believing came from because <laughs> I did. I really did have to believe that I was actually pretty good at doing what I was doing. Yeah. Yeah. It was a learning experience though. For sure a learning experience. Learning yeah. what works and what doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> what what were some of those things that you learned that it's something that didn't work and it could probably save another author a few steps? Starting with big paragraphs. Okay. Wanting to tell your story and putting it all out there with every word that you can think of. Yeah. And saying, if I can make this simpler, it'd probably be easier to read. Yeah. But it, it didn't come to my mind at that time. I was like, but I want to tell him everything. I want to tell him everything about Germany. I want to tell him about his app. I want to tell him about his window. You know, I want, I want to tell him about how he slept on a cotton ball. Right. And, and so it was more like the things that I learned as I go is comments that people say or even my kids, you know, yeah. my kids say, or not using big words. And things like that, because you don't realize that little kids don't know big words. Right. Then they're like, this is boring. I don't understand it now. (laughs) And my my niece did that. She was was like, Angie, this this doesn't make any sense. She's like, this word, what does it mean? Right. And then she just put the book down and walked away. And I was like, oh, really? (laughs) I didn't even think like, yeah, I know my fan base is from like, what, eight to, or three to 11 three to 11 yeah. and um, thinking that the target audience, but I never considered it. I never considered mm-hmm. that that would get boring. The big yeah. words, the big paragraphs, the things like that. So then I went to start making it simpler, doing like the little subsets of the bottom at the bottom of the story with a little smiley face so that mm-hmm. the little kids could immediately go to that. And the big right. kids, could the big one, if they wanted to, yeah. that's even work better. <laughs> and that is such an ingenious concept. I mean, I don't know if a lot of, um, readers have you know pick picked up on it uh, that that was intentional or not <laughs> yeah. the, the reason behind the intention but I think that that was really ingenious because you kind of have two books in one two stories in one and so the book kind of grows with the child because you know when they're younger they can read like you said that sub caption and as they get older they can challenge themselves to read some words that they may right. not have been familiar with at a younger age I think that is really ingenious yeah yeah <laughs> That's really good. And so how has marketing been? You know, you, like you say, you're in a smaller town um, and there was a little self-doubt in the beginning. Marketing is already challenging for most people. So can you take us on what your marketing journey was like? Trying to sell my books was probably the hardest. I think I spent more money selling them Mm -hmm. than, than actually making any money. But I, I learned that, you can give them the channels or the tools to get there to find the book rather than make it easy for them. Because uh-huh. if you make it easy for them and you buy the books for them and you give it to them, they're going to expect you to do it the next time. Right. And then if they spread the word, they're going to spread the word. This is how I got it. Yeah. And so I, I, I was going above and beyond trying to get everybody to buy the book. And at the same time, I was kind of making it harder for me. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. And so I started just telling them, Oh, just, just go here. Just go to this website. I gave them the Upland Avenue website mm-hmm. or Amazon. I told them they were on Amazon too, which was really, I was really happy about that. I didn't yeah. think I'd ever make it to Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so that was good. Um, a lot of the marketing stuff, uh, 
is uh, I didn't understand a lot of what was going on with like the the uh, retail, uh, yeah. I guess, in relation to like the royalties or what. But even even the check, even if it was a small check, it was still royalties. And when you got it in the mail, it felt like royalties. You know, it felt yeah. like, hey, yeah, this is my accomplishment. Right, like, right. This is what I did. And no one can take that away from me. And I will always be able to say, I did it. Exactly. It was amazing. I've got this little girl that lives up the street from my parents. And she's in love with Jermaine. Yeah. She tells me all the time about Jermaine. That's and I can't get her interested in the other story, but she, she doesn't want to budge. She wants to remain. <laughs> <laughs> that is so cute. And that's what you do it for, right? You know, those moments. <laughs> yeah, I, I like to capture that. And it really, it's really inspiring when you hear it from kids. Yeah. When you hear it talk from kids, like from my nephew. I read your book. Yeah. And I got to tell my whole class you were the author. <laughs> you know, and things like that. And so I think um, when we get kids involved or teenagers involved, in um helping us with the books and stuff i think that it's so it's so good for them because they get to see the priceless comments that they say too and you'll see that when when your little sister looks at the book and she knows illustrations she's just gonna be like my sister did that right exactly just there yes i did (laughs) (laughs) yeah And just to touch base, because you brought up a really interesting point that I don't think a lot of um, authors or aspiring authors, I should say, realize. And it's that um, when you're putting the book out, it's you don't think about retailers. Right. And what they require in order to carry the book in store. And so when you try to get your book into, say, like a Barnes & Noble or Walmart, when you're reaching out to those retailers, they have to make a profit. And so a majority of the time, most retailers, before they would even consider carrying your book, they're going to want you to discount um, the price of your book and give them a wholesale rate of 50%, sometimes 55%. Um, That the 55% or 50% mark is pretty much going to guarantee that your book will be considered. If it's any lower, like the minimum they would except it's 30%. So in between 30 and 50%, it's kind of iffy. If you market it at 50% or above, um, which is off of the retail price of your book, then um, then retailers will kind of take you a little bit more serious and consider carrying your work. So that's almost half of your profit gone right there. And so a lot of times people, like you say, have those aspirations that, you know, I can get rich quick off of the one book. And, you know, tentatively that is possible, but it takes a lot of hard work because from the jump, just so you can walk into a Barnes and Noble, you are looking at half of your retail price being cut in half just so that they can make their profit as well. So that was, I'm glad you brought that up because a lot of authors, they don't know that, you know, they, we all have our dreams and we just trying to pursue the dreams. And sometimes it can deflate us a little bit when we realize that, you know, we have to share that profit. So I'm glad you brought that up. Oh, thank you. I was going to tell you that um, the one, the first book that I wrote, the only place that would sell it for me mm-hmm. was the gas station up the street. Oh, oh, wow. But I was so thankful to them. Yeah, yeah. They were so willing to help me out. Yeah, yeah. So what and, was that like? Was it intimidating to go in and, and ask or <laughs> did you it have was awesome. It was awesome. I was friends with uh, with one of the guys that worked there. I had worked oh, good, with him before. Good, good, good. And um, the other guy was uh, a father of one of my friends. And I was, you know, I wasn't even asking. I was just, you know, 
they were just like, hey, yeah, I hear you wrote a book. And, you know, they were just like talking to me. And I was like, yeah, I just wish someplace would sell it. And they're like, we'll sell it. And I was Aww. like, what? I would have never thought to ask a gas station. <laughs> and, so, and so it was kind of like, it was more just like in passing, kind of like just talking to them. And they gave me the opportunity. That's pretty Without cool. me looking for it, pursuing it. I, I did try the grocery store and I did try other things. And they told me no, no. Oh, wow. And so that was really just like discouraging yeah. and things but when I when they told me that Barnes and Noble was gonna hold it for me I yeah. was like really that's <laughs> <laughs> awesome <laughs> and so if we get into Barnes and Noble with this one it's gonna yeah. be even more awesome <laughs> yeah yeah so let's talk about the latest one Jada Surprise and I know you touched a little bit on it um earlier in the show but I really want to get into talking about the character um, like Emily, how did you, did you envision the character or did Janice have specific instructions as to what Jada was supposed to look like? Well, at first, uh, we didn't know what kind of butterfly. And so we just bouncing back different ideas, but we ended up going with a swallowtail butterfly. So she's loosely based on that. That's pretty cool. Cause I had no idea. I, I don't know much about the different species, right? So that's interesting. So it's, it's called a swallowtail? Is that what it's called? Yeah. That's pretty neat. And so is Jada preteen or teenage or, you know, can you tell us a little bit more about Jada? I say she's more like almost to being a, almost to being an adult, but like almost like college age, okay. you know, where you go out and find your life kind okay. of thing. And she comes out of the cocoon naive as ever and not knowing anything and just like what just a while ago I was with my brothers and sisters up there you know what sounds about there? accurate right yeah exactly exactly because you're, you're, you're at your house with your family and everything everything's fine all of a sudden they're like you're in college and you're like what do I do now yeah I don't know anybody here what am I gonna do <laughs> maybe I'll go try this or that yeah. and you you do you try you look you look for a degree that might interest you and you go for it and then you go oh that didn't work for me or you try something else and that didn't work for me either but then you finally find what where you you're fit where you fit in and I have a feeling that that student did that <laughs> she didn't come back to the lab but I have a feeling she found her way <laughs> And so Jada is like, to me, I picture, yeah, like a teenage, almost woman, girl. And um, I, like I said, naive and not knowing anything and just kind of like, I'll try anything. Yeah. Just let me fit in kind of thing. <laughs> I'll even try to dig in the ground with like an earthworm or I'll try to carry a nut on a tree with right. a squirrel. Right. I'll even talk to that annoyed uh, woodpecker which is another thing that she did a really awesome job on I didn't even <laughs> let her know he was annoyed I just said you know that like how he was talking back to her and stuff yeah. Yeah. she picked it up immediately and she got that woodpecker down perfect <laughs> I was like I love the woodpecker <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it's a really good journey I've really enjoyed putting together this book yeah. I've taken a lot more time on this one than mm -hmm. the other ones. I was in such a hurry to get those published last time. Mm -hmm. that, and I, that I was new to it. So I didn't really know what to expect. Right. And so now that I'm a little bit more experienced, I'm like, I'm going to take a little bit more time. I'm right, going to make right. sure this one is polished and pretty and, and good. So I and always ask, <laughs> I always add since we're coming out, um, 
we're supposed to be coming out of a pandemic, right? It's a little iffy right yeah. now, but yeah. <laughs> is, is this a pan, was this a pandemic project? Jada Surprise, or was it written before or what? I started Jada Surprise about three years ago. Oh, wow, okay. Three, three yeah. years ago, because that's when I was working with, with um, that girl. Uh-huh. And uh, I just started typing it out because I was like, hey, you know, this is a good idea and I got to do it as soon as I, because as soon as I remember it, you know, and so I write them down as soon as I can. And it was kind of like an off and on thing, you know, I was like, oh, I'll add to it today or, oh, I'll add to it tomorrow or, right. or what. But it was just like a work in progress as I go, you know, I'd get off work and say, I had a good idea today. And I'd go type it up and say, yeah, that'll go in there too. And so it was more like, it was more just like a, process kind of thing day by day uh and this is always something that i always ask because i think there are opportunities almost in everything um are you guys open to working with others like janice would you be working to um open to working with an author who just doesn't know where to start or of course emily would you be work interested in taking commission work you know if someone wanted you to illustrate something for them or just illustrate them would that be something you would be open to yeah well, I already uh, sort of do commission work right mm-hmm. now. But pretty good. That's like pretty good. Small amount. Where can? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's mostly people asking me to draw the characters. <laughs> None. No one has want, wanted you to custom draw them yet. No. <laughs> yet. I'm sure it's coming. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah where can people find you guys where can they find your work and how can they connect with you too i know that i'm on the internet under my name um if you look under amazon i'm there Mm -hmm. um on the upland avenue productions Mm -hmm. okay um i don't know how else but maybe like, social uh, media pages or I do have Facebook. On I Facebook. Facebook. Okay. Yeah, they can get a hold of me on Facebook. Okay. And I have a, a author page and I have a regular page. And so either one, they, they communicate to each other. So I know when I get messages both ways. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. What about you, Emily? Uh, I have a DeviantArt account. Okay. Okay. Uh, 186 Lily. Okay. And I also have an Instagram under the same name. Okay. That's pretty good. Because everybody's on some form of social media, right? Like Instagram and Snapchat. Or maybe, are those the popular ones now? I'm a little outdated. I might be behind. <laughs> Instagram's pretty popular, right? <laughs> Where most I Yeah, I feel a little outdated now. I'm still holding on to, I guess, their classic social media pages or something now. I don't know. But we will make sure that we list um, those links down in the description box below so that if anyone missed the names or how to find them, you will be able to click that link and go follow them and make some purchases and work with these ladies. They are amazing. So one last question as we wrap up. What is something that you each would tell your younger self who's thinking about starting a journey down the path that you're currently on? You want to go first? <laughs> uh, probably to keep working and make sure that you uh, practice drawing at least a, a little bit every day. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. That's really good. 
Definitely now, because sometimes, like you say, you don't see anything happening or you're not seeing a profit from it. Um, and so you just get discouraged and you're like, you know, I, I'm not going to draw today. I'm not going to try to better my craft today. And you kind of give up. But that's really, really good that you would say that. Work on work on your craft every day. Really great point. And you, Janice? I would say never give up. Yeah. I would say if if you're not getting it, like if you're, you're not getting people paying attention to it, do it for yourself. Yeah. Because you know it makes you happy anyway. And if it's something that you like to do, do it. And then if people start noticing, that's that's it's just a good. plus. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like if you enjoy it, do it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I thank you ladies both for sharing space with me today. I know that you both shared so much information and so much knowledge. I learned something from this conversation. So I know that there are listeners out there who learn something as well um, and may possibly be reaching out to you again. Um, to end on a high note, if you can tell us what brings you happiness. I'm the first this time. Sure. <laughs> my kids. My kids awesome. bring me happiness. That's yeah. no doubt. Yeah. And you, Emily? Uh, my my family and my are my friends do in uh, doing my art. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Again, their latest project called Jada Surprise will be published by the end of the year. Um, so stay tuned. Make sure you follow them so that you be able to pick up this amazing piece. It's going to be great for the children. It's going to be um, great for adolescents. And it seems like a really great coming of age type of book for someone in between and thereafter. So again, Jada Surprise is going to be out soon. And make sure you go and get Janice's previous works. You know, they're all on Amazon. You have Jermaine the Beetle. And help me, is it a, an adventure for Felix? A journey for Felix? A journey for Felix and a race to believe in. Um, and again, all of these links will be down in the bottom. So thank you guys for tuning in. Have a very blessed month. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Books Are the New Rich. This episode was brought to you by Upland Tea House, premium tea blends, ethically sourced. Visit our website today at uplandteahouse.com and don't forget to subscribe for our new releases.